This is Teachable Moments with April podcast, and you guessed it, I'm your host, April. If you're a returning listener and a part of the Teachable Moments with April podcast family, welcome back. For those who are checking me out for the first time, well, hello and welcome. To everyone listening, be encouraged and look for the Teachable Moments that are all around us. Enjoy. Let us pray a prayer for discernment. Dear Heavenly Father, I seek your counsel. I invoke your spirit and help me to discern as nothing escapes your sight. Guide me, Lord, and give me a healthy spirit, a clear eye, and wisdom, and help me identify any presence of the enemy, trying to tempt or trap me into the sin of pride or vanity. Set me free of my flesh so that I may see with the eyes of Christ. Let me identify the Spirit behind any choices I must make. May your Holy Spirit fill me and take control so that I only need to walk in obedience. For you alone are holy and you are my sovereign Lord. And all my decisions must glorify you. In your Son, Jesus Christ's name, Amen. content is from libertytothecaptives.net Halloween, the time for intercessory prayer During the month of October and especially the week before Halloween our family fasts and prays for people being held for human sacrifice God has shown us that interceding for intended Halloween victims is our reasonable service to him and that we must tell others so that we will see the need to enter into this ministry with us. When the article Halloween, the time for intercessory prayer was first published to the internet in 2002, okay, I could find no other articles on the internet that exposed the taboo subject of Halloween and human sacrifice. I learned that a small minority of leaders who hold positions of authority in the Christian establishment, including those who represent themselves as being saved out of the occult, will admonish believers not to partake of Halloween because it is evil. But they are strangely silent regarding what God's people can and must do to combat this evil. It is now 20 years later and plenty of articles and YouTubers that address human sacrifice on Halloween and can be found on the internet. Incidentally, the Druids are not the only ones who practice human sacrifice in the past and continue to do so in the present. My husband, Gary, witnessed both animal and human sacrifice in Salem, Massachusetts in the 1970s. When he, when he was a teenager, human sacrifice is practiced all over the world, from primitive tribes to the most sophisticated and societies. The adversary's followers of many varieties, including witches, practice human sacrifice. Now, followers of Jesus Christ can 
and must successfully combat these murders through the weapon of prayer. God does answer intercessory prayer on the behalf of intended sacrifice victims and lives that have been saved through the years because Christians have fasted and prayed for their deliverance from ritual sacrifice. Satan has lost many sacrifice victims due to the fasting and praying of God's people against this specific, unspeakable evil committed every Halloween and on other witchcraft and satanic high days. Now God receives much glory when his people fast and pray and really believe he will work mightily to prevent many sacrifice to Satan on Halloween, as well as other human sacrifice days. Now, prayer against this horrendous work of darkness is a seasonable good that God's people are capable of doing and morally obligated to do as we pray and walk, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. James 4.17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. Fasting before and on Halloween. All right, welcome back. So we left off with the beginning of the article or the subheading Fasting before and on Halloween. Fasting is not easy for me. Sometimes I think I can't do it. But when God calls his child to fast, he always provides the strength. If you believe God is commanding you to fast and pray this month against ritual murder, then you will have the grace to do it. Fasting for one day can be a sacrifice if you have never fasted before. Fasting for one meal might be the uh, place for some people to start. Many people have found that eating one meal a day is a doable way to fast. Fast from food in any way that you can. Please do not fall for Satan's lie that if you can't go a week without eating, then you might as well not fast at all. Start by fasting one meal and God will honor you. What if thousands of Christians who have never fasted would commit to fast one meal a day on the week before Halloween? Others can fast until supper time or one entire day at a time during this particular week. And some can even fast for days or weeks during the month of October. The Holy Spirit will lead each person to do the will of the Father in this regard. I know that if I was the one who was bound and undergoing preparations for some type of ritual, being a victim of it, I would desperately hope that brothers and sisters in Christ would be willing to undergo a bit of inconvenience in order to intercede for my miraculous deliverance from unspeakable torture and loss of life. Thinking on these things keeps me going when it is time to fast and pray. There are Christians who are bound right now and waiting for this unfortunate moment, beginning at midnight, October 31st, when they will be ended. What would you be doing if you were kidnapped 
by Satanists and kept under guard while waiting for your demise. You will be praying for God to intervene and get out of that situation, wouldn't you? And God will do this if his people will pray. The word of God promises that we will reap what we sow. And are you willing to sow intercessory prayer for people, for Christians, and in those you may consider as unbelievers that are awaiting this demise? If you are, you will reap spiritual blessings and the mercy of God when you are in dire need. It takes love to abstain from food and to pray fervently for people you probably will never meet and for the results you won't be fully aware of until you stand before the throne of God. Now those who are in Christ Jesus know that faith works by love. So please pray for unbelievers and the followers of the adversary who are also being held for human sacrifice. Pray that God will enable them to escape and that they would know that they were spared by our Heavenly Father's tender mercy. Ask God to reveal himself to them that they would gratefully give their lives to him forever. For the Christian, it is by the mercy of God that you are not a sacrifice victim waiting for your demise. And thanksgiving to God for this tender mercy, for his tender mercy toward you, present your body to God in fastings and prayings and prayers. And remember that you are a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable upon God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12, 1. May the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you and honor your sacrifice of love for the sake of those he also loves and longs to save. content is from liberty to the captives.net and the name of this particular um, article is our harvest parties for Christians so um, I went online and when I get an ideal and it just keeps running through my head running through my head I decided um, to look up something for this particular year um, about Halloween and about um, intercessory prayer. Those were the two themes that kept running through my head. Every time I would start doing something else, it would kept coming to me. Now, this particular thing I was not aware of, and it's called harvest parties, okay? And for those of you who grew up in the church, I'm thinking, or unlike myself, you may be already um, familiar with it. And when I was looking up Halloween and, and so forth and so forth and so on, more information, background information to possibly use here, um, I became aware and I have um, actually talked to other people who say, you know, who are who were born in the church or um, grew up in the church, more so born in the church, grew up in the church um, that their um, family members and them 
with substitutes. They wouldn't, instead of obviously um, participating in Halloween, they wouldn't dress up, you know, in um, the traditional um, outfits, Halloween outfits. They would dress up as um, biblical characters and they would have parties um, amongst each other, you know, um, so that their children, you know, could still feel included um, and not excluded and also not also participate in the same way that um, secular people do. So I came across this particular article and, and I wanted to share it with you. Um, I'd never seen this before, so and I never heard of this before. The information or the commentary on what somebody coined as a harvest party. And I don't know if there are other names for these parties um, that Christians may throw um, as a substitute for their children, uh, aside from it being called Halloween. So I want to share it with you guys. So it says, originally published in the Colorado Christian News, October 1995. So we're going back to 1995, guys. It says the author's name is not published and the author claims to be a disavowed witch, an active Christian. Okay. It says comments added by Liberty to the Captives are in bold. Well, what I'm reading in bold purple text. Okay. So it says most Christian parents and churches are searching for a Christian substitute for Halloween. Now, sadly, this is not the way of the cross. God's people must stand in the evil day, not participate in what is commonly regarded as a substitute for evil. Now, I'm going to break in again because that's my way, is that I saw a lot of uh, information um, giving suggestions for parents um, on what they could do to have these alternate parties, um, the alternate Christian parties for um, Halloween, which would fall underneath what they're calling here in this article or this blog, a harvest party. The reason why I picked this is because it was different. And I wanted to know what this individual had to say about um, why they weren't kind of saying the same thing about giving suggestions. And they were actually going to give some what they felt to be pitfalls behind it. And um, yeah. Okay, so it says, It is a Christian's parents' reasonable service to, to God to teach their children that there is a difference. There is a difference between the narrow way and the broad way. There is a difference between separating oneself unto God and conforming to the world. There is a difference between honoring Satan by participating in traditions that are uniquely his and the difference in honoring God. Now, it says here, what are you doing for Halloween? Ask a Christian parent this question and be prepared to hear an answer like nothing. We don't celebrate Halloween. Then it says, thunder crashes and you creep away embarrassed for even asking. What are you doing on Halloween? Ask the same parent this slightly altered question and their whole manner and response brightens. Why? They began as birds begin to sing and sunshine breaks through the (laughs) the cumulus clouds. We're all going to the harvest party 
at church. Okay, so you got two questions here. What are you doing for Halloween? No response. Nothing. We don't celebrate Halloween. But when you ask, what are you doing on Halloween? Then it's like something out of (laughs) a sitcom. We're all going to the harvest party at church. It says, a choir sings, trumpets sound. You feel privileged just knowing these saints. Let's take a look at the typical harvest party, also commonly called Harvest Festival. Okay. It says, it is a celebration. It is chaperoned, usually. It may have costumes. Games are played. Some churches even imitate the occult by having the children bob for apples. Witches love to promote the bobbing for apples game in churches because they regard apples as sacred. The next point, by the way, what you think harvest in relation to Halloween means to witches and Satanists. Okay, so the question, what do you think harvest in relation to Halloween means to witches and Satanists. It means harvest of souls. No wonder Satan's followers came up with the ideal for Christians to have harvest parties on October 34, 34, 34, 31st, there's no 34, 31st or thereabouts. And in parentheses, it has a link and it says more about Satan's harvest of souls. Now, another thing that they do at this partic- at these harvest parties, this individual writes, is contests are held. I don't know why when I say Satanist or Satan, I think about when I was in high school and um, Saturday Night Live was um, very popular. And I think, was it Dana Carvey used to play the church lady? <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> That's basically what my class members um, had coined me. It was two uh, guys that were into heavy metal, and they sat in the back <laughs> where I sat too, and they would call me the church lady even when I walked down the hallways. And I wasn't that deep into it, so that just gives some point of reference. But I, I don't know why. Maybe that's wrong of me. Okay, so they also go on to say that at these harvest parties that you have Buddha bounds. Churches often have children participate in trunk or treat, which is a variation of the Halloween trick-or-treat ritual. It says that there is music blaring and everyone enjoys themselves. Certainly nothing to get concerned about, right? The problem, however, lies in the billing. The harvest party is usually referred to as the Christian alternative to traditional, and it says hijinks. And then in parentheses, it says hijinks means practical joke. Hmm. Alternative, however, implies substitute. It assumes our children need something to take the place of Halloween, since they won't be participating in the secular and pagan celebrations. It suggests our kids are missing out on something, and indeed they are, if we allow them to spend Halloween in celebration. 
Now, Christian parents must teach their children to separate themselves unto God and to refrain from giving place to the devil every day of the year, but especially during Halloween, when there is more demonic activity upon the earth than at any other time of the year. That is why God's people must pray on Halloween. Now, I know what a lot of people are going to be saying or thinking, and I was one of those people. You're going to think, okay, this is a little heavy, okay? Is it really all, uh, you know, all of this, you know? Is it really, okay? It's just, it's just this, it's just that, you know, the same script, you know? Everything is trivialized when things have to do with things like this. It's trivialized and, um, it's over the top. You're being too much. Everything is not all gloom and doom. Um, I hear you and I understand where you're coming from. And um, But there's something truly happening. And um, I can feel it more and more every day. And it's something that really you really need to pay close attention to we're the closest we've ever been then in, in at least in my lifetime my life is still I don't know when that day will be when I will no longer be here but I can feel it it's a shift I can feel when the shift happens and this is very serious and I never thought I'd say this when I was younger, but yes, you see things on the news, you see things with your two eyes, in my case, four eyes, and it is nothing short of demonic. There is a devoid of humanity. <clears throat> We're humans, but you're seeing people, other humans do, do things that is the object, it is, is devoid it's a devoid of any type of humanity. And we really need to really get it this time. Okay? So it says, goes on to say, if we are to train our children to be soldiers in the army of Christ, why would we sign a pass for them to go on leave when the battle is escalating on the front lines? It says, as a child of four, I contacted the first of many spirit guides and then she puts in um in parentheses demons while playing with a kindergarten classmates ouija board at a chaperoned halloween party okay so let me break in so i know there was some months ago months ago it might have been the mid-year maybe the beginning of this year i don't really remember that's the story of my life. I don't really don't remember, but um, about how in schools, I don't think it was in this country, the United States where I'm at, but um, a case of, and probably several cases, but it's one in particular that I remember that was in the news, and um, it was about children actually playing with Ouija board, a Ouija board at school, and they fell ill. Um. And now that I'm talking about it, I think there's been several. I think it happens more than is actually um, 
reported on the news. I think it is. We're in a society where this is considered to be okay. Okay. Um, I've even listened to other people as the as adults talk about their experiences with experimenting with Ouija boards and different things. Ouija board seems to be the top one. And what their experience might not be like, let's say, overly dramatic, like in the movies. But they all will say one thing. They felt something was in the room or in that house or something to that effect. And that it changed them. So even though it might not be over the top like a movie or a TV show, something is definitely happening and it's not good. So it goes on to say that this spiritual assault ignited an intrigue with the supernatural that culminated in my lifestyle as a practicing witch. And it says divination, a necromancy, um channeling astrology psychic ability and spell working it wasn't until i was 20 that i met the real jesus christ and was released from the trap that satan had set for this young prisoner of war 16 years earlier there are too many casualties on halloween and far too few troops fighting the enemy instead of partying on halloween teach your children how to fight this keep them aware that the fight isn't against occultists non-christians uh, christians who feel differently than we about halloween or institutions that promote halloween but against okay so let me read that again just so that we all grasp that keep them aware and i think this is my two cents is that we also remind ourselves to keep us aware that the fight isn't against occultists, non-Christians, Christians who feel differently about Halloween, meaning they don't see anything wrong with it. They may identify as Christians, but they may actually still celebrate Halloween, or in this case, like we're talking about, is substituting it as a harvest festival, a harvest party, whatever you want to call it, or institutions that promote Halloween. We're going back to what? Ephesians 6.12. We are up against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spirit wickedness, spiritual wickedness in the high places. So we are um, exploring an article uh, that is entitled Our Harvest Parties for Christians or Harvest Festival um, Celebrations for Christians. And we're particularly going to start looking at the question um, next is how do we teach our children to wrestle, so to speak, spiritually? Okay, so the first point is discourage them for participating 
and traditional Halloween activities. And then they cite the scripture 2 Timothy 2.4. It goes on to say, then tell them why. Now, the word discourage is too soft. Christian parents must kindly but firmly take a stand. Um, It says, in our family, we do not partake of Halloween in any fashion. And this is the reasons why. God forbids his people to touch the unclean thing. If you party instead of pray on Halloween, you are copying the followers of the adversary. This is their special day that is set apart unto the adversary. The second point here is encourage them to pray on a regular daily basis. And then they cite Ephesians 6, 18. Let them first hand the power that we have in prayer. Let them know it. Okay. Let them know firsthand the power that we have in prayer. This is the power that Jehovah God gave us. Okay. Um, to for spiritual warfare. All Christians should know how to fight, as they say, on their knees. <laughs> Pray with your children. Teach them how to exercise um, biblical authority over the power of the enemy. Now, Christians cannot exercise spiritual authority if they are compromising by giving place to the devil in their lives. It is no wonder that, well, they say false Christian ministries want um, Christians to compromise in many ways, but especially by celebrating Halloween with gusto. Okay, so then the next point is remind them to be alert and self-controlled. And then they cite uh, two scriptures. Well, uh, 1 Corinthians 16, um, 13, and 1 Thessalonians 5, 6. Give them the discipline of knowing it is their responsibility to keep watch. They themselves might also become casualties in the war. God forbid, right? When children are too young to be alert and self-controlled, okay? Parents must be alert in their stead and actively teach them self-control, okay? Parents are to watch over their children's spiritual souls and well-being. The next point is make certain they are prepared for battle. Ephesians 6:11. Do they know the truth? Do they stand on the word of God? Do they have faith? Do they know the gospel? Are they righteous and are they saved? Children like adults who are known or who know the know Jesus of the Bible will abide in him and bring forth good fruit. Children who are mature enough to understand what salvation means are mature enough to know that God requires Christians to walk in the light as Jesus is in the light. Now, here they break in and say October 31st is the feast of Sam Salmon? Samhan? <laughs> um, it is an unholy I know that I'm probably butchering that that um that name there. It is an unholy Sabbath observed by occultists worldwide. It began as Baal worship. See, these are the origins. A lot of things, like I said, in in some other episodes about spiritual warfare, it's packaging. And something that, (laughs) another word is branding and rebranding. They just change it. They just 
fix it up and doll it up and represent it and which they are very proficient in that okay they're very proficient in a lot of aspects of doing that but at its core it's ball ball worship it became a druid uh, festival of death and human sacrifice and was the featured attraction human sacrifice remains sadly on the menu today <clears throat> human sacrifice is not merely not on the menu okay human sacrifice is the primary goal of Halloween and it is practiced by Satanists and higher level witches and basically what I learned is that there are satanic temples in every single state and country all over the world okay several of them factions chapters of 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 this or some variant of it um like i said before um i never took the whole i always thought witches and warlocks were just for movies and books and even though i enjoyed reading about them that's where i saw them and that's where i left them only now in this time do i realize that they are not works of fiction and i feel kind of stupid about it because you know why why wouldn't i you know I, I'm just, I, I, my mind is blown when I think about things that I did believe in and things that I didn't believe in before. A little bit of both. But I know that they exist. I have met people after the veil of deception has been lifted and as clear as a bell, a voice will say to me, this is a witch. And, and even though that's the case, I still would move away from it because I'm thinking this that's just for movies that's just for books that's just for entertainment but no it is not and when I kept encountering certain people <clears throat> it, it was clear it was very clear um, so you either receive the truth or you go away from the truth you reject it and I want to receive it okay so, yeah, I started to meet people and I started to really start to see them for what they were. Um, even those that seemed pristine, they seemed like, you know, that's not what their deal was. But I started to really see and feel many, many things. And I like to believe that is the Holy Spirit. Okay, so because the majority of people do not practice literal human sacrifice on Halloween the adversary has turned Halloween into a multi-billion dollar per year industry it's the biggest one of the biggest ones next to Christmas I'm thinking right so that everyone will be easily enticed to symbolize human sacrifice via Halloween rituals and routines that is how important human sacrifice is to the celebration of Satan's Halloween whether the human sacrifice is literally accomplished or symbolically accomplished via drum roll trick or treat then tell them why 
Instead of celebrating, what's a Christian to do on Satan's feast day? Pray. Intercession and spiritual warfare should be the first item on our agenda. And it is not a last resort. Join with other families in your church and have the pastor announce a night of spiritual battle. Your pastor is reluctant to do so. Pray for him to be strengthened in faith. Um, Jesus Christ came to destroy the powers of darkness and his ministers are to walk as he walked, not appease his yet-to-be-sanctified congregation. Um, you can also organize a group of Christian parents and students from your children's school or homeschool group. As a family, designate the seven nights before October 31st as Family Prayer Outreach Nights. Pray for protection. Pray over both those who engage in prayer warfare and over those who will be out trick-or-treating or at Halloween parties. Now, October 31st is a prime recruiting time, they say, for witches and Satanists. During the Halloween season, child and pet abductions rise dramatically. Now, let's, I, I want you guys to keep that in mind. Let me say it again. During the Halloween season, child and pet abductions rise dramatically. So another thing that I've said before, and I'm going to say it again, is about the veil or the spirit of deception and starting to see, me personally, that a lot of things that just seem like it's a coincidence, even if it's a sad coincidence in regard to what we're just talking about child abductions it's not a coincidence everything in this society I'm starting to see it more and more every day is strategic and very calculated I didn't think that before I went the longest time thinking, oh yeah, uh-huh. You know, you thought it was something sad. It was hard. I still think that it's sad and very unfortunate. And it's a deep loss. Even when I don't know the people, um, it's still, and certain, certain things that I hear, certain cases of people touch me in a way, even though I know I don't know that person. It saddens me across the board, but they're just certain cases that you hear on the news or you hear by word of mouth when you're out and about in your neighborhoods and it just does something to you you just can't shake it it is something that I'm starting to see it is it it's strategic and then I'm starting to think that certain people I know they are let me let me not be uncertain they are being targeted they're being targeted for certain things like what we're talking about. Wow. It, it, it just, the gravity of that a lot of times can be a lot. It can be too much sometimes for me because I'm like, oh my God, I've been walking around in this life, in this world, thinking that things just seem to happen by, and it it's, it's planned. You're a target. Certain people are directly targeted. It's amazing in a really tragic and bad way.
It says, pray that the Lord keeps our kids from falling. Pray to those who worship the enemy. Pray for discernment. Now, this is something that I say over and over again. Let the Holy Spirit direct you to specific prayer requests. Pray that the children who are out there will somehow know to keep away from certain activities. I have relatives who, even though they were were not Christians, knew that Ouija boards and levitation games were dangerous. Now, what kind of boggles my mind a little bit is whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, people are still taking their children trick-or-treating. For me personally, I'm just, my mind is blown by that. Okay, let that sit, let that marinate. That people are actually still taking their kids physically trick-or-treating in the midst of everything that is happening right now in our world. Are you serious? Are you serious? It's like, no, no, don't don't continue to do that. I, I think that about a lot of other things too, and I'm just like, okay, and they could hear all these things and see them with their eyes. Their two eyes. And they will still, it's like it's, they're programmed. I think that's what it is, actually. Um, to do this in spite of the detriment that they know is going to befall. But they still keep doing it. It is amazing in a very sad and dangerous way. Okay, the next thing is pray that the Lord hinder, and it says here, the occult rituals. For four years, it says, I lived in a building which overlooked a cemetery. Look at that. Where occult ceremonial markings, occult ceremonial markings were often found. On certain occult feast days, uh, usually between midnight and 3 a.m., I would look down into the darkness and kneel at my window, binding, she said, binding the demons that control the ceremonies. I'll never know this side of heaven what effect my prayers had. Maybe a potential sacrifice escaped. Maybe the occultists weren't successful in summoning whatever entity or dark force that they were doing, trying to bring forth. Maybe a new young recruit decided that this was not the lifestyle that he or she thought he wanted. Praying against human sacrifice is effective and it saves lives. Welcome back. So um, the next point is to pray for the salvation of the occultists. Jesus Christ died for those whom the adversary holds captive and deceived, for those who mock him, who deny his deity or his existence. He doesn't want them to perish, but to come to him calling him Father and Lord. Pray the veil is lifted from their eyes. 
like what I always talk about, the veil of deception. Um, The Lord allows them to see clearly their spiritual condition and their only hope lies in Jesus Christ. Pray also about whether the Lord would have you take a more active role in bringing the gospel to these particular individuals. Uh, Okay, and in, in parentheses it says, Uh, see how to pray against Halloween then the next point is let your children know that this is effective warfare they must know their prayers are heard and acted on by our Heavenly Father let them know that they can make a difference so come October 31st they'll know they have a job to do and then it gives a link here and it says www dot christian answers dot net and then it says halloween okay now it says in italics the terms harvest festival fall festival and hallelujah party so i guess these are alternate i was saying uh names among many there may be other names as well that um, christians may give as the alternative to halloween for their children so it's harvest festival fall festival and hallelujah party are commonly used today in addition to the phrase harvest party many churches have their harvest festival on a weekday before october 31st especially if halloween falls on a weekend regardless of the name changes these parties are held as an alternative as we as i just said to halloween celebrations now it says the disciples of uh, jesus christ need to be fasting and praying the week before halloween not having parties so their children will not miss out on the things the world runs after okay if you don't teach your children to abstain from halloween which is obviously evil how do you expect them to be able to discern Satan's more subtle wiles on down the road. For parents with younger children, I suggest that you pray with them and ask God to protect people on Halloween and stop the adversary workers, okay, Satan's workers, from hurting others. Pray that people would come to faith in Jesus Christ and not have anything to do with Satan, who is clearly not in our corner. Just keep it simple and on their level. If any children come to the door, take your children with you to the door and politely tell the trick-or-treaters that you have no treats because you are Christians and do not celebrate Halloween. Then ask them if you may share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ, how they may be reconciled to God and live with him in heaven one day, and see if they are willing to engage in conversation about this. And then it has a link where if you're interested in pointers or tips about, uh, about uh, you know, preaching the gospel uh, and evangelizing on Halloween, um, then you can get some additional information. It says, spend Halloween evening with your children doing non-Halloween and non-Halloween alternative activities. Okay, Halloween, boop canceled okay you could ever so often stop and pray briefly with them asking god to protect the trick-or-treaters who don't yet understand they don't that celebrating halloween deepens the strongholds remember those strongholds 
in their lives and make it a time of a sweet fellowship with your children as you teach them that their God is not their belly and Jesus' commandments are not grievous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And lastly, God requires his people to withstand in this evil day, this evil season, not participate in evil in an alternate manner, and having done all to stand, according to Ephesians 6.13, wherefore take on to you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Let us pray. Lord, as we approach Halloween and the days that follow, help us to keep our focus on you. May the gifts that you have given us in the past be reminders to us of your generosity, your love, and your faithfulness. May we discover ways to use those gifts for your purposes, including those who may not know you very well right now. May we use this time of year to celebrate your goodness and blessings and share them with others. In your Son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. This prayer is courtesy of DevotableFaith.com. You were just listening to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you to stay connected with us on the other social media platforms of ours, which is TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Also, we'd like to invite you to check out our official podcast landing page on podpage.com slash teachable moments with April to see all our content in one place and leave personal messages, feedback, and more.